Welcome to the Bank First Ranger Hour. Super Talk Mississippi 93.7 Spotlight on Northwest Community College. And you can listen to our live stream at supertalknorthms.com. Just click on the link for the Bank First Ranger Hour. Now, here's your host, Gary Darby. In the North Mississippi studio with you on the home for Super Talk Radio 93.7. Old G-Darb chilling out with you again till about 10. We'll do this Bank First Ranger Hour where today our guests will include Sports Information Director Brian Lentz. He'll join us in about eight minutes. And then the cheer coach Brandon Casey is back on. Got some camps and things going on for both cheer and dance little update. I don't believe we talked since Nationals uh, when the team went down to compete for another national championship. We'll just get a little update on on the cheer and dance teams as well as a lot of the other spring sports and seasons. Some done. Tennis continuing. And we'll get that detail out of Brian coming up. And then some camp news and other things with cheer and dance with Brandon. That's our show. Governor Tate Reeves announced yesterday that the state of Mississippi is investing $3.5 million into Northwest's Concourse Workforce Training Center in Batesville. Good news there. $3.5 million, where the funds will be used to maybe develop some new programs that focus on things like robotics, uh, automation, and control engineering, uh, what is called mechatronics, and industrial maintenance will be some of the primary focuses of those stories. You can go and read the entire announcement and a quote from governor reeves on our website supertalk.fm supertalk.fm but governor tate reeves announcing yesterday three and a half million coming to the northwest community college concourse in batesville for the training center there and all that's going on and hoping that the funds will help some near 140 mississippians get uh, an opportunity to go to school there at the concourse and off and into the workforce making some good money in the state of Mississippi, $3.5 million. You can go to, again, supertalk.fm, supertalk.fm. You can go and check that out. Text message into the studio at 662-426-1093, 662-426-1093. You can reach me on Twitter at GDARB65. The Facebook page is North Mississippi Spotlight with Gary Darby. All of those ways to be a part of things Tuesday through Friday from 9 to 10 a.m. On to the first break, and when we return, Brian Lentz, Sports Information Director at NWCC. He talks with us for a few minutes. Stick around. This hour is everything Northwest. Your connection to Northwest Mississippi Community College and powered by Bank First. Thanks for joining us on the Bank First Ranger Hour. Join the conversation now by texting 662-426-1093. Indeed, you can do exactly that. It's 9.15, and that's the time we told Brian Lentz we would talk with him on the program. So let's bring him in. Dude, how are you? Doing well, doing well. How about you? Things are all right. Doing a little radio program, getting a chance to speak with you first, and then Brandon Casey will talk some cheer and dance stuff. So uh, a good Thursday. And ready to roll with it. Let's let's start here uh, in the world of tennis, if you don't mind. And that's a job that Coach Urban has done, getting this team up and off the ground and 
having some success, finding themselves into the national tournament. And let's just, if you don't mind, you know, brag on him and what that team has done. Did they win as many matches or individually as they would have wanted to throughout? No, but to, to get that program up and running and be as competitive as it was this early on has, has been quite an accomplishment. Oh, look, and I'm going to tell on myself for a minute, too. When I was doing his season previews like I do with every other coach, I remember I kind of raised an eyebrow when he said, our goal is to get to the national tournament, and we're going to get there. And I thought to myself, you know, of course, I nod my head, and, you know, you definitely want that to happen. But in my head, I'm sitting there thinking to myself, I'm like, well, first year, let's see how it turns out. Let's see how it goes. Definitely an ambitious goal, to say the least. And uh, guess what happened? He did exactly that. And uh, it was one of those things where Northwest, they entered the ITA rankings uh, very early on in the season and stayed in the top 25 among JUCO men's teams in the nation. And even though they lost their uh, first match of the region tournament, they still got one of those at-large bids to get to McKinney, Texas, the site of the national tournament this year. And, you know, things probably haven't gone entirely as planned uh, in the national tournament. There's a lot of uh, uh, out-of-state competition, a lot of international competition to face as well. And this is an entire Mississippi roster that Coach Irvin has competing at the national tournament. But they did get a pretty big win yesterday, a good milestone. Um, the doubles team of Bratton Willoughby, who is from Grenada, and Samuel Turner from Mabin, Mississippi, they both picked up a 8-0 win over their opponents from New Mexico Military Institute in the Constellation uh, Flight 2 draw of doubles play. And that's significant because not only does it keep them in competition throughout, uh, basically until they get another loss, but it's also the program's first national tournament victory. Um, I had to spend a good chunk of yesterday afternoon researching that through old yearbooks and talking to former tennis coaches as well to make sure that I wasn't missing anything. So those two guys, Bratton and Samuel, both uh, become the first uh, Northwest players to win a match at the national tournament. And that's, that's huge. You know, that's something you build upon, not only getting to the national tournament, but that's something that Coach Irvin can build upon in recruiting, saying, hey, look, you can win at the tournament, you know, and, and the way it works for everybody, just in case you don't know, is that it's not a dual match team uh, competition in the national tournament like you're accustomed to in the regular season. You actually compete off in these different brackets, these different draws, so to speak, and you acquire points uh, for every win to go toward your team total. So it's not one team competing against another team. It's pretty much uh, individual athletes competing a bunch of uh, against a bunch of other individual athletes. So that's kind of how that tournament format runs. Uh, uh, Samuel Turner and Bratton Willoughby will be playing again today at 11 a.m. They'll be facing off against Tanner Brevard and Charlie Brady of Jones College. So that's at 11 a.m. And we have a link to the uh, live stats where you can follow the updates on that match. And you can find that at NWCC Rangers. Dot com. Yeah. I would assume had they have they matched up against the guys from Jones before? They actually have, uh, believe it or not. Uh, and I highlighted this yesterday. Let me see here. Yes, they uh, they previously faced uh, this duo from Jones in the regular season and competed well against them. They lost eight to four uh, in the one doubles match. So you know, good competition against these two guys from Jones, and I expect nothing less on the national stage for them as well.
Excellent. So we'll keep up with that today at NWCCRangers.com. Tough ending for Coach Carson and baseball. Uh, and, you know, no, no postseason, obviously, is that that ended uh, the way it did. But some, some, some thoughts on baseball before we uh, let you talk about some of the guys that have signed and, and we'll move on to four-year schools. Well, look, baseball, I mean, you're, you're bound to have, uh, you know, a year like this somewhere along the way. I mean, think about it. This is, this is a Northwest program that has reached the postseason every year since 2008. And that's quite an accomplishment because there's not very many schools in this state that can say that. And the, the thing about it is, is that they were competitive throughout, even in their losing streak. But, you know, just had a couple bad, uh, just, just some unlucky uh, things. And, you know, as they say, that's baseball, you know. Losing on a walk-off uh, once or twice, it's baseball. It happens, you know. Or having one of these wild plays that come up in a game and, you know, you just don't feel it right or you're not prepared for it. it it's, baseball is a very funky game, and sometimes uh, sometimes that kind of stuff just happens. But, look, it was still overall a great season, a great competition with these guys, a very young roster. I do want to point that out. A lot of freshmen on this roster that were in starting roles, and, uh, to speak to just how well the Rangers did compete throughout the season, I mean, you got six guys heading to the next level, two of them to Division One schools, Brooks Rice to Sanford, Braden Sanders to Memphis, both pitchers. You also have Logan Eldridge, another pitcher going to Delta State, C.J. Lawson, a pitcher going to Mississippi College, and then you had two signed earlier this week, Eli Selby to Rhodes College, and Dawson Griffin to Freed Hardiman, and particularly on Selby to Rhodes College. Rhodes is one of those places, for those unfamiliar in Memphis, they don't take a lot of transfers. In fact, I think a big bulk of their student-athletes come from out of state and from around the country and even around the world. And I was told that Selby is the only only the third transfer, only third JUCO transfer that Rhodes Baseball has ever picked up in their history. So... Looking forward to seeing how these guys compete at the next level, whether it's Division One, Division Two, NAIA, whatever. Uh, still a good chunk of talent leaving Northwest and going to the next level. Yeah, and for Rhodes, it's it's because of the academic requirements. Wouldn't you expect? Right. That, that is why that they haven't had that that many, if any, as you pointed out. Uh, 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 that you can count on one hand as far as transfers are concerned. So that speaks well of young Mr. Selby and what he's done in the classroom. Absolutely, absolutely it does. Because we know he can play. Um, we've, we've watched that and seen that as he's grown up. And, and so good luck, yes, to all of them along the way that are moving on. Softball, you know, last year had the amazing run, uh, got into the national tournament, made it into that final four picture there. And the state of Mississippi, you, you saw this – you know, game after game. Did the state of Mississippi get better in softball? Can you say that? Because, I mean, they, they had a bunch of nationally ranked teams and, and, and a lot of run, plus when you add Eunice in Region 23, making it so tough. Do you think softball got better this year as a whole in the state of Mississippi? Oh, without a doubt, without a doubt. Look, going into the last week of the regular season, I mean, Pretty much everybody within the conference, with the exception of two schools, were still, you know, at least in the hunt for uh, playoff positioning. And the reason for that is because they did away with the conference tournament from last year. So you moved on and you had an expanded Region 23 tournament. So this was 10 teams in this tournament field, by the way. 
LSU Eunice, and then the top nine remaining from the uh, conference. And so East Central, Gulf Coast were one of the last two seeds to make it, or actually Holmes, I should say. East Central and Holmes were the last two seeds to get into the region tournament. And right on their heels, you had East Mississippi, you had Southwest Mississippi, you had, uh, they faded off a little bit toward the end, but you had Hines in the hunt as well. I mean, pretty much every, even Meridian was in there as well. So you had literally almost every single school this year. And look, it wasn't easy. It wasn't easy at all. I don't think there was any single doubleheader you could point to for Northwest and say, oh, well, those were just uh, easy wins in the conference. I mean, the game got better as a whole this year. And, I mean, that was evident in the region tournament. You had uh, Holmes defeat a team in uh, the play-in round, I should say, where he had teams 7 through 10 kind of fight to get into the main draw. And Holmes was actually one of those teams that won. And they were one of the last seeds. East Central made it pretty far before uh, Northwest eliminated them. Had Mississippi Gulf Coast, who was a lower seed. They made it uh, through a good chunk of the bracket. They had a uh, just a hot lineup at the plate that really lifted them throughout the year, including here where they split against us. So uh, if you had a team that was down pitching, they were good at the plate and vice versa. And that, as a whole, made it just a tougher season all around. And, of course, in the case of Northwest, you know, you have your toughest part of the schedule at the end of the regular season. And that's where – and most of that was on the road, too. And, unfortunately, you just uh, didn't have a good end to the regular season. But you made up for it with some close games in the region tournament. Uh, Kylie Brown pitching a no-hitter against East Central to keep the Rangers alive. And – I mean, good grief, you had home runs abound. Uh, I think you saw the graphic I put out a couple days ago. All the records that K.K. Polk and Gabby Dickerson broke during their time here, uh, it's incredible. I mean, it required a list to put out. That's how long it was. <laughs> and Polk, of course, heading to Memphis. You've got Gabby Dickerson going to pitch at Christian Brothers, Kylie Brown going to Freed Hardeman, and Allison Harrison to Delta State. So uh, Coach Bramlett, you know, she continues to produce talent. And even though it didn't uh, yield another national tournament run, I mean, Northwest is going to be one of those teams that is going to be in the uh, top, the upper echelon of the state, I should say, for uh, many years to come. It seems like every time I see you put out a release on grade point average, it's the highest this, it's the highest that, we get this number, we get that number. And it was another... Uh, along with what the the young men and women did on the field to play all season long, it was another really good season inside the classroom, wasn't it? Oh, absolutely. And I'm staring at our uh, Northwest homepage right now as uh, you're talking about that. 136 student-athletes were named to the athletic director's honor roll. That's something new that was established uh, this year by Jake Gordon, our athletic director. Uh, and that's 136 student-athletes that have a 3.0 GPA or better. And uh, that's pretty good. There were 119 uh, – or excuse me, hold on. There were there were 119 named to the uh, uh, president's and vice president's list last fall, and we had 107 named for this spring. And for last year's honor – or athletic director's honor roll – we had 136 this spring and uh, about the same last, I think it was 144 last fall. So the consistency that Northwest produces not only in competition, but also in the classroom. I mean, the last couple of years, 
three of the last four semesters, we've had over 100 student-athletes make the president's or vice president's list. And that's quite the accomplishment, because I can remember uh, eight, nine years ago where you were in the 50s and the 60s for that, and that just continues to improve each and every year. Great job by our um, teachers, professors, athletic academic advisors, coaches, staying on top of student-athletes with grades. I mean, it's, it's remarkable to see, and I get just as excited about how well they do in the classroom like they do on the field. Softball had the highest spring GPA with a 3.77, and overall you had 44 student-athletes with a 4.0 GPA across the board. And, I mean, again, I could just go on and on about how uh, solid this group has been in the classroom, uh, which I know we're uh, crunched for time. So uh, if you want to read more about that, those both of those stories are on nwccrangers.com along with a slew of other things. Uh, June 11th through 17th, uh, Colby Burgess will be competing in the College National Finals Rodeo, bull rider for Northwest. That's going to be quite the accomplishment for Coach Will Loomis and all that as well. We'll have more details about that on our website. But, yeah, just overall, I know the summer's coming up. I know our spring sports are kind of in the books, but uh, still a lot going on for Northwest Athletics. Have you booked your vacation? You getting away for a while? <laughs> what vacation? <laughs> <laughs> Look, uh, no, I'm trying to trying to take some days off. Uh, also, trying to close on a house. Yeah. And, uh, among other things, we're gonna. I think we're gonna try to go through a website redesign this summer on the athletic portion of things and. Look, I already put in the first fall schedule uh, yesterday for volleyball, so I'm already diving headfirst into the fall, and it's only May. <laughs> I got you. So. Uh, but, no, I am going to try to take some downtime off, uh, you know, however much I can, and try to enjoy some time with my family. I and, hear you. You know, things like that. So Brian has to work a little bit, but he's got some adulting to do this summer as well. So, look, thanks for your time. Yeah, that's right. We You get those uh, as life goes on. Thanks for coming on with us and giving us uh, the big overall chat about athletics. Thanks, Brian. Always fun, Gary. Appreciate it. Brian Lentz on Weather Sports Information Director at NWCC. You can go check out all the things we talked about and more at nwccrangers.com. It's that simple. 9.30, back to talk cheerleading and dance. Cheer coach Brandon Casey's on the other side. Thanks for listening to the Bank First Ranger Hour, your connection to Northwest Mississippi Community College on Super Talk Mississippi 93.7 and streaming live at supertalknorthms.com. Just click on the link for the Bank First Ranger Hour. And later today, you'll find it anywhere you look for podcasts. It will be there. We'll send a little email off. Northwest will put it out. It'll be up in podcast form. Coming up a little bit later on, you'll hear the conversation, just in case you missed some with Brian Lance earlier. And this one as we bring back our friend, the cheer coach, Brandon Casey's back with us. Brandon, good morning. Good morning. How you doing? Things are good. Getting an opportunity to catch up with you for the first time since Nationals. And so tell us about that experience. What was it like and, and how did the teams perform there in Orlando? Right? It was Orlando. Yes, sir. Yes, it was in Orlando. Um, 
So the team did great. Uh, we did not, you know, meet our end goal, which was winning. Um, we came in second place in the traditional routine, which is the stunt, the stunting and the tumbling and everything. Um, I'm sorry, we came in third place in that one, and then we came in second for game day. So we we, we medaled in both. Um, that was cool. We came home with a silver medal and a bronze medal. Um, so I mean, it was a great experience, um, great exposure for the college and for the kids. Um, you know, just we didn't have our didn't have our best weekend there, um, but. You know, competing against universities and things like that, I think we still did a really good job and, you know, you know, represented Northwest very well. Well, I think it speaks highly of where you have taken, you know, the teams. Uh, and, and I know we have a dance team and a cheer team, and, and, and you were the sponsor for cheer, and, and you're actually going to talk with us a little bit about the dance camps later. But I think it speaks to where you guys have taken your men and women that, that participate in, in what you do when – it's disappointing to come in second and third, right? Because you've been there, you've gotten a national title, you know what it's like and trying to compete at that level. Uh, do, do you find, uh, you know, with, with, the, with the athletes that you get now being so competitive um, that, that they can keep those juices flowing and get ready and go do this all over again? Absolutely. Um, we So we actually just had tryouts um, this past weekend, and – uh, we actually have taken more kids than we've ever had, and you know we have we have 44 kids now. So we're actually wow. going to be competing. We're going to be competing in two divisions now at, at nationals. We're going to be competing in small co-ed, which is the is the division we've always been in, and then we're going to compete in a division that's all girl, which doesn't have any guys on on the mat. It's just the girls. It's all girl. So we're going to have um, two teams now at nationals. So. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's always, you know, it's always a heartbreak whenever, you know, going down there, you have the possibility of winning and everything. Um, but I think I think the kids that are coming in um, kind of see how – they see where the program is going and see everything in that direction, and so they're excited about it. And we have a very, very talented group of kids coming in for sure. So you narrowed it down to 44. About how many came through and, and, and tried out? Do you Do you remember? Yes, sir. We had around um, fifty, around fifty that showed up that, that were registered for tryouts, um, and you know there was just those, like that handful of kids that just weren't really quite up to par um, for what we're looking for skill level with the tumbling and stunning and things like that. So that's when we narrowed it down to forty four. Yes, mo- mo- most of them by this time, though, Brandon, they they know, right? <laughs> you know, and 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 the ones that are showing up for your tryouts have been there, done that, and kind of know what it what it takes to get there correct i mean it, it's 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 not like you know i would show up with no experience whatsoever and <laughs> and you you know what i'm saying you have yes, guys sir. and girls that are coming in there that have been through this and, and pretty well know what you need them to do when the tryouts are going on absolutely yes sir they um they, they come to all of our clinics and open gyms so they know what to expect skill wise and they know we kind of we put a lot of things out on social media that things that we're looking for or things that are required. Um, so they, they a lot of people definitely have a good idea of coming in, like you know who the team's going to be and you know what skills they need to have. All right, moms and dads, listen closely because Brandon is now going to talk with us about some camps that are coming up soon. Give us some times, dates, ages, all that good stuff, sir. Yes, sir. So we have. Let me pull. Have it pulled up. So. Um, for dance, where there's a dance camp on June 19th and 20th. Um, the times for that are 1 to 4 p.m. each day. The ages are 4 to 13, and the cost, the, the camp cost is $100 for the both, like for both days. Um, 
And then the cheer camp is followed right after that on June 1st and the 22nd. Um, also $100 for those two days. Times are the same from 1 to 4, um, ages 4 through 13. So um, we're super excited to have this. This is the first time we've, we've done summer camps. Um, we've done some kitty camps, like youth camps, during the spring or the fall, or the yeah, spring or fall, but first time doing it during the summer. So we're super excited about it, and it's being two days. will be fun. Um, each kid will receive a T-shirt, um, and then we're going to learn, like, you know, like I talked to the, I talked to Patrice Christian, who was the dance coach, talked to her about their plans for the camps, and we're both going to be kind of teaching some similar things for fight song and, you know, the hay song, things that we do sure. at our football games, and um, so that whenever kids come to the games, they'll kind of have a little sense of what's going on and kind of know what, what's happening, right? So then they'll feel more a part of the of the game day experience. Besides the instruction um, they, from you and Patrice, will there be members of the teams there to also help out with camp? Absolutely, yes, sir. So yeah, there will be there. Will, it probably won't be the entire team for right. both, um, but it'll be like a mix. You know, probably half of half of the team will be there um, to kind of assist and help, and you know, make it fun and stunt around. Like for cheer, we're going to stunt and we're going to tumble. And we're going to work on cheers and work on fight song and things like that. And then for dance, they're going to work on some aid. Like they're going to have. We're going to split everybody up into their age groups and then work on dances, um, maybe do some hip-hop dancing, maybe do some um, some different kind of, like maybe jazz or kind of different kind of dances, you know, for, for and have a lot of fun. So it should be a great time. And eye-opening experiences for uh, the young ones that want to do it again, ages 4 through 13. You can go find out all of that information online as well. So you mentioned the fact that you already have uh, – this upcoming team with tryouts and things, but I'm going to take you back and to the final discussion I had with Brian too. Overall, with the GPA and the athletic department and the vice president's list and the president's list and everything that went on, and as I pulled up that list and in talking with him, I see the word cheer next to a lot of people's names on both of those lists. You want to brag on your people a little bit? Yes, sir. Um, yeah, this has been this this whole group. You know, they were fantastic from top to bottom. Uh, they were great at cheer. They were great kids, but they were also, you know, they're student athletes first. So they were they were great students. Um, we didn't have to didn't have to you know pressure them into going to class and doing the right thing. They did it. They went to class and they had great grades all year long. Um, I think our our year average GPA was around a three five, um, which is the highest in our program, like for cheer in history, having a 3.5, I think it's right in between there. Um, you know, so that's a program record for us for the year. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it, it's just a lot of hard work, you know, a lot of hours of cheer and a lot of hours of, you know, working out and things like that. But for them to kind of prioritize their grades and their studies was, was you know, that's very, very exciting and very proud of them. And correct me if I'm wrong, did I not see on social media somewhere that some of – your team members have moved on and will be at four-year schools and other schools next season. Yes, sir. So we've had um, we had two two of our current cheerleaders make University of Memphis, and then we had seven make uh, make Ole Miss. So um, it was super exciting. We have nine kids that are transferring to universities this year, and that's also a program record as well. Um, we've always we've always sent like a handful, like two or three here, two or three there. Um, it's, I think the most we've ever sent in one year was five or six. So now that we're sending nine um, was incredible. 
Um, it was super cool. Like we had, we did a signing day for them and everything, and it was fantastic. That's so it's, excellent. It's a very exciting time. Yeah, no doubt. And it's got to be a, a great way to recruit and to draw some other people in to the programs as well. Coach, if anybody has any questions or information, how could they get in touch with you or, or someone about these camps that are coming up? Yeah, so the camps, are, are they are live now. It's on northwestms.edu slash tickets. Um, that's how they can register for, for those. But if they have questions, they can email me at bkc at northwestms.edu. And that my, my email is also on the link for the tickets as well. And, so, and Patricia's email is on there as well um, for anyone who wants to reach out for, about the dance camp as well. Hey, thanks for your time again, and congratulations on, on getting that program where it is and keeping it where it is. Thanks so much for your time today. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. All right. That is Brandon Casey, cheer sponsor at Northwest Community College. So as he said, go to northwestms.edu. You can find the ways to be a part of whether it's the cheer camp or the dance camp, and it's ages 4 through 13 coming up in the month of June. And as you mentioned, you know they went to nationals, finished third in one, second in another. They now have a record 44 that will be on the team next year, extra participants in nationals when they go down, a whole new team, uh, kind of, in fact. And then uh, the great GPA and the fact that nine of last year's members of the cheer squad, a couple have gone to Memphis, seven to Ole Miss throughout the, uh, the summer and getting ready for what's to come next for them. Good stuff all around on the program today. It's 944. We'll come back. We'll wrap up this Bank First Ranger Hour and tell you what's up tomorrow between 9 and 10. We're talking Rangers this hour. Thanks for joining us for the Bank First Ranger Hour. It's a special conversation about Northwest Community College. There's a campus near you. And you can join the conversation by texting to 662-426-1093. Thanks to Brian and Brandon for being on the program today. Brian giving us a little bit of things all about spring sports. Brandon on the cheer and dance. What they've done, are doing, and the upcoming camps in June. Thanks to both men for being on our program today. Thanks again for Northwest and Bank First. We've got another one of these in the books. It will be up in podcast form a little bit later on today. Thanks for being with us, friends, and you know all the ways to do it. 662-426-1093 to text on Twitter at GDARP65, North Mississippi Spotlight on Facebook. And we do what we can do for you Tuesday through Friday from 9 until 10. That concludes the Bank First Ranger Hour. Have yourself a good Thursday. So long.